0: Inform, advocate, and involve seniors in discussing important social issues. In short, these podcasts will help us. You, in creating an age-friendly city for Vancouver today. Tomorrow the world. You can hear us everywhere podcasts are heard. Hello, and welcome to Powered by Age, our weekly podcast creation. This is an eclectic show where we do have a theme, but we have poetry, creative arts, and then themes related to issues that seniors are interested in. This group has been going since February, where we started in a physical location. Now we carry on through Zoom, and we are going to be introducing themselves, starting with me. I'm Charlotte Farrell, the host. And... um, to my left, I'm going across the gallery. My gallery at the left is Brian. Uh, Brian, introduce yourself.
1: Oh, I'm uh, I'm Brian Phillips. I'm with 411. Um, I'm not very communicative, um, being shy, but this is the first time I'm on Zoom, and it's quite an experience for me to see other people and talk to them, and I'm sure I'm going to enjoy myself and learn quite a bit.
2: Thank
0: you okay neil
2: Yo. my name is neil ryan uh i'm a retired business consultant uh you know the definition of a consultant is uh, somebody who goes and buys a briefcase so they can tell you what you already know and uh i enjoyed that for a long long time and now i uh, I I write poetry and short stories and I have one of each today just whatever the topic is I have a poem and I have a short story and welcome Brian this is the, the this is this is as good as it gets with COVID-19 so mm-hmm. Thank okay. you. Um, Marion.
3: Hi I'm Marion Pollack I'm a member of the 411 board, and a senior's activist. And Marion has a good announcement
0: today for us about special guests we'll be having next week. i okay, um, I can only be on to about for about an hour. Well, we're only going to be broadcasting, <laughs> Zooming for an hour, so that'll be great. Uh, Leslie, and just before Leslie, can I ask? Again, if people would just touch your mute uh, while you're not speaking so that sounds in your beautiful abode will not carry on. Okay, Sylvie? Hi, I'm
4: Sylvie Anderson from the West End News Network. Um, my life has just exploded with activity this week after three months hibernation. Hardly had time to get the sleep out of okay. my eyes, but it's all good, it's all good.
0: Wonderful. Pat?
5: Hi, I'm Pat Hogan, and I'm with Quirky, the Queer Imaging and Writing Collective for Elders, which has been going on now for 13, 14 years. And I've been for many years a um, events producer, concert producer. Yeah, that's all I'll say now.
0: Okay, and we have twins in the in my, in the window. We have Joel and Luke.
6: Hello. Hey, <laughs> I dropped by Luke's
7: place, so I uh, figured I'd stick on here for just a little bit. But say hi to everyone. How y'all doing?
2: Good, good.
0: Good, good. And Luke?
2: Yeah, I'm Luke. Um, good to see you guys. Sorry I missed it last week. Um, yeah. And these are
0: our technical coaches, technical backbone for both the uh, broadcast and then as we... Uh, have our listing sessions of excerpts in parts of these, uh, these shows. Um, Judith.
7: Hi, I'm well, Judith Graney, and I'm with 411 Senior Center and the South Bramble Senior Center. Um, glad to see you again, Brian, and hope uh, to uh, keep up with everybody and it's good to see you all again.
0: Wonderful.
4: Uh, Jenny. Hello,
0: um,
4: yeah, my name is Jenny Chung and uh, I've been getting emails about this. Uh, so I thought I'd just uh, take a look and been uh, listening to a couple of your podcasts. And then I I'm just want to observe and see, you know, what's going on here. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Welcome. I think we met you at one of the, we recruited at a few places and somewhere you put your name down that you were interested. I did. did. (laughs) did. Thank
8: you. Gail? Hi, I'm Gail Harwood and I'm a member of uh, 411 Seniors. Um, I do poetry and I'm still working on my novel, but I've uh, had to get a little political um, this morning. I... uh, wrote a letter to the Speaker of the House of Commons in Ottawa uh, supporting Jagmeet Singh. So it, 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 it's a it's pot a, it's a potboiler, that's for sure. All right, thank and you. it's nice to see you again, Jenny. I remember talking to you at the uh, 411 Seniors. And welcome, Brian, and uh, nice to see everybody else again.
9: Yes.
0: <laughs> well, Robin has joined us. We're right at our introducing each other ourselves part.
9: Oh, great. Uh, Hello. Uh, It's been a couple of weeks since I've been able to join you. Uh, Work has been a little crazy uh, with all of the reopening plans and uh, and just the political climate of things. Um, I am part of the, the team that will help you bring your ideas to fruition i've talked to some of you i think on the phone um, but i uh, just also want to make sure that you know that you can reach out to me f- with questions and um, uh, i'm a radio maker so um that's where hopefully my my skills can can come come into to play um, in in helping with this podcast project
0: Okay, and as a couple of you have mentioned mentioned political, political climate, Um, I have a statement that Leslie sent me, and it is um, the 411 Senior Center Society Statement on Racism. Anti-Indigenous and anti-Asian racism has increased in our community, and so has racism increased against members of the Black community in British Columbia. The 411 Senior Center is expressing our solidarity with those communities and opposes racism wherever it exists. Our members come from a variety of different communities and we're distressed when black seniors recount stories of racism and discrimination. Sadly, these stories span decades and include 2020. We know that when any senior faces racism and discrimination, we are all weakened. The 411 Senior Center knows that the fight against anti-Black racism and police brutality is based in the history of slavery, oppression, and colonization of Indigenous communities and Black people in North America. The 411 Senior Center is a few few blocks away from Hogan's Alley. Hogan's Alley was home to Vancouver's Black population for many years. It was a safe, strong, and vibrant community. Unfortunately, The construction of the Georgia and Dunsmere Viaducts displaced this community. We know the history of Hogan's Alley and we don't want it to be repeated. Anti-Black racism is a destructive force in our society that negatively affects seniors, their families and our communities. We need to ensure Black seniors that they are safe, coming to and from our center while participating in activities or receiving assistance from our center in, in all aspects of their lives. In the past months, the 411 Senior Center has been appalled by the increase in anti-Asian racism. The 411 Senior Center is committed to ensuring that all people, including indigenous, visible minority, and Black seniors are treated with dignity and respect. We know that racism hurts us all. The 411 Center wants to build a world where fairness and justice rule. Racism anywhere is unacceptable. The 411 Seniors work takes place on the unceded homelands of the Musqueam, Squamish, and tsleil nations. So today we are doing um, three things. We have uh, part of the purpose for this podcast is to demonstrate a transfer of technology to seniors so at one of the first levels was everyone getting to use used to using their phone and getting onto the computer and then one of our group, Sylvie, moved ahead to another level of technology using her Zoom room to do an interview. Among the types of things that we have identified we'd be doing, one is doing lifeline interviews of students, not students, (laughs) seniors doing atypical things, our seniors uh, aging wonderfully. So we are going to be hearing this uh, interview that Sylvie had as one of our special content features today. Pat Hogan, Pat and Chris have mentioned a video that they uh, made that was made by Quirky as part of the, uh, well, I'll let Pat actually introduce and say what it's about. Uh, But that's another thing that we will be seeing today. And then for next week, we're planning ahead. We're working toward being a week or so ahead. So for next week, uh, Marion has, uh, Two guests for us, and she wants to get a sense today of some of the questions we'd like to have those guests answer. Uh, so, Marion, may I give you a, a, just a couple of minutes to say who those guests are?
3: Okay, these guests are after talking to Charlotte. The, I I didn't make up these guests in my own mind. They're Councilor Jean, City Vancouver City Councilor Jean Swanson, who certainly has been an ally to. 411 Senior Center. She's a senior and she's an amazing advocate. And the second one is Marcy Cohen, who's in, who, who, who is involved with the BC Health Coalition and the, and the um, CCPA. They just put out a, a, um, a document on seniors in care, which is, you know, quite, you know, quite amazing and quite shocking. And as well, um, Morris has been one of the central advocates for community health centers, which would really benefit seniors. And they they just asked, you know, if we could get some of the questions beforehand.
0: Okay, so did everyone hear clearly who the two people are? Okay, can we ask if there's some questions that you would like to have the representative from uh, city council to answer?
8: Um, yes, one thing that came up is, um, the. Um, now I don't know if City Council can do anything about this um, uh, because the uh, Stanley Park is under the aegis of the um, uh, Parks Board, but uh, in terms of shuttle buses, um, I really like the idea of having shuttle buses going through um, various places in the park because uh, I know myself with um, various things happening to my body. I can't walk that far (laughs) and I loved, I love walking in the woods. So I, you know, drive over to Camosen Bog and um, park the car and just do the uh, circles and it's real. it's just gorgeous. Um, But I know that uh, wherever I park the car and the reason why I'm in my car is because my oncologist said, "Um, you're not taking public transit, Gail. No, you just stay away. (laughs) You don't want to get sick. Um, And I said, okay, Otherwise I'm on public transit and I love it. So I wanted to would ask them, how um, would the shuttle buses into Stanley parts and other parts like that be uh, feasible? And I know there's lots of extra little putt-putt buses around and, and, um, and uh, what they thought about that idea to um, help people who uh, are not very mobile to uh, get into the park.
0: Okay, I think there was another question people ask uh, the week that they, ask questions for the uh, city plan. And that is, can there be shuttles that might stop from one senior center to the other, taking people to uh, a special event like culture days, they had special events at different places. Um, And there's a, a, yeah. And (laughs) another question people have asked, sometimes they announce that there's a 311 number you could call doing the homeless we on the radio station broadcast where the warming stations were, but uh, the warming stations aren't always accessible. So, if the city has something like warming stations or cool down places, uh, is there a way of having shuttles get people to
3: them? Other questions people might have? Marcy's um, a healthcare advocate, she's not the seniors advocate. But I think that for seniors, it's a whole bunch of issues. One is affordable housing. One is, you know, um, you know, evictions and evictions and seniors. So I think those are two big ones. Yes, we have,
0: there's some people who, a few people that were coming when we met at the 411 Center who were, uh, At the the women's shelter and some have lost their uh, accommodation so we don't have a way of contacting them and so I think being able to know what what has happened to people since they put people into hotels are they do some don't some don't have some were given a cell phone by the downtown women's shelter but uh, we really have no way of contacting those people that were on our, our uh, telephone list because they don't seem to have a phone and they don't have the internet. Okay, Sylvie, did you have any questions with with healthcare? I know you've made comments a few times about healthcare issues
4: um i can't think of any off the top of my head but maybe if i think of something um can i get in touch with marion or or
0: yes she's shaking shaking her head yes yes (laughs) Yes.
4: okay i'll I'll do that i'm not very good off the top of my head so
0: i'll think about it People, my, unfortunately, my email and, f- and home phone number were on the flyer. So I've had about six emails. But one has been around mental health services that sometimes it's at the extreme. People don't want to be made to feel like they have to have a 5150 um, crisis alert, that there should be uh, accessible mental health services or counseling, emotional counseling. Uh, we spoke with someone who is, uh, an advocate for people coming back to work in the transportation services, and a lot of them feel guilt. There's a lot of uh, older people that are being asked to come back to work for positions that people um, that aren't aren't filled, and just the guilt. Uh, of whether there's ageism, you know, if there's anything that the mayor's office or the the uh, city council is doing to uh, prevent ageism, or just people. Blaming older people for COVID, uh, getting more understanding. We hear a lot of commercials about washing your hands, but you know what commercials or what PSAs could be made about the value that we bring. Some of our previous um, uh, sessions, when we were recruiting people, people said that seniors feel uh, invisible and that we have a reservoir of knowledge, but that reservoir of knowledge isn't respected. So, in what ways can seniors be included when uh, city council or other groups are making decisions about things that affect seniors. That's all I can think of, but I'll also look through some of the things people have emailed me, Marion, and and send that to you as as questions. Uh, How should people get in touch with you if they do have something that they think of that they want to share?
3: How would they get in touch with you? M-A-R-I-O-N dot P-O-L-L-A-C-K at gmail.com
10: can you say that again
3: m-a-r-i-o-n dot Pollack at gmail.com okay so
5: I, i'm just wondering um marion how um much uh, work or collaboration there is with the city council and the seniors advisory committee
3: i'll write this down i'm just writing this down
6: okay
5: i think chris is still on the on the seniors committee i'm not sure but i know other people who are
0: Okay, this is the day before Juneteenth, I've been been sharing that. Um, I don't know how many of you know what Juneteenth is. Well,
10: I've heard of it, but know very little about it.
0: I know okay. a little about it. Well, well, Juneteenth was actually the the day when. Um, Slavery actually ended in the United States. The Emancipation Proclamation was passed, but the state of Texas refused to acknowledge it. And so, and the government didn't make them acknowledge it. So, people sent their slaves to Texas. It, it effectively extended uh, slavery. The bounty hunters went up into the north, but bounty hunters also went into Canada looking for people who were freed and uh, whisked them back, brought them back to the, the south. So there is a connection to Canada. Camille Tucker, Dr. Camille Tucker, uh, had an exhibit at the Vancouver Public Library uh, two years ago, and she has clippings from papers at different places across Canada, uh, both clippings where people ran ads about runaway slaves with you know money that they were offered, and people who uh, were involved in slavery. So it does, it's not just an American holiday, but it's a great celebration. A lot of people are celebrating, but it's also connected to the protests because there are things that are still continuing. Uh, human uh, human trafficking of black, brown uh, people of, of the, from other countries, people who are refugees, people who are, um, whose whose immigration status is is uh, at jeopardy. Some of these people are being uh into human you know slavery. It's it there are there's a program called Free the Slaves and Free the Slaves, their children in countries around the world that are still in slavery, where they are are made to work in the mines are made to work on fish boats. So Juneteenth is just a reminder of the reason the protest has gone on so long and has such an international connection is that slavery is still not over at places where people don't uphold the law and don't stand up for justice then slavery is able to continue okay today we're going to be sharing uh sylvie's wonderful interview, Say, uh, Sylvie braved the technology of Zoom and the phone and made an international call. So we are going to uh, do the technology offered by Luke. <laughs> We're going to hear her interview. And we have a thing that we do here that some of you that have called regularly understand and it's called RIF. It's reflective, informative, uh, inspiring friendly feedback so we'll have just a slight bit of feedback and also know that it's a stepping stone in technology because uh the sound we have sound challenges just within our weekly calls sometimes you know depending on how people move depending on what's happening in their room different sounds are picked up so you will hear some of the small sound challenges and then also know we are going to be doing excerpts from uh these programs and we're also going to have a spin-off where things like our interviews will just be their own Zoom and be available on the listening sessions that we offer the public. So without further ado, let's hear Sylvie's interview.
4: Hello, my name is Sylvie Anderson. I'm talking today to a geologist who has worked for 36 years in the oil and gas industry. Her career has spanned uh, working on oil rigs from South America through Asia, through Europe, all the way to New Zealand. Christine Telford uh, joins me from her home in Northumberland, England. Hi, Christine, and welcome to the program. Hello, and thank you so the first question i want to ask you is what were your favorite subjects at school
11: my favorite subjects at school were very much based around the sciences um, maths physics chemistry i loved geography especially physical geography volcanoes mountains plate tectonics Um, very much interested in the natural world around me
4: Right. yeah so those were kind of non traditional subjects for um,
11: a, a, a woman a girl at the, at that time right it's it's true yes and and i guess i i suppose i was one of only a few girls in in the class especially when we got into our later years when we chose our subjects for exam subjects um but i guess it it never really registered that much to me it was just what i was interested in
4: yes so you did um a degree in geology at reading university is that correct and then you chose to go into the oil and gas industry why is that
11: uh yes i did do uh, my degree in geology at reading however i had hoped to go to the local university newcastle um to do mining geology i I live in an area of the UK that is uh, on carboniferous sediments. So we we used to have a very big mining uh, industry in this area. And that's what interested me. Unfortunately, Newcastle University wouldn't accept me onto the course because I was female. And at that time, they didn't have any women working um, as geologists in the the mining industry. So at that point, um, somewhat perplexed. I went to Reading and studied geology. When I graduated in 82, um, there was a general difficult time economically and um, both mining and quarrying were in a terrible slump. And in fact, so was oil and gas, but the only jobs that were available were in oil and gas. So that's where I had to focus my efforts. And I did. Um, Unfortunately, it took me two years and over 500 unsuccessful job applications to get into the industry. And when I did, it was really through knowing somebody in a company who was already working in a company that I'd actually been on my course with. Um, And it was through a a chance meeting with them that um, I was brought to the attention of the company that he worked for. And a couple of weeks later, Um, A position became available in um, Norway, offshore Norway and at that point women were working on oil and gas rigs uh, in the Norwegian sector of the North Sea and so they offered
9: me the position.
4: And and that position was as a mud logger, is that right? Which has nothing to do with making pies.
11: (laughs) (laughs) Well you do spend a lot of time with mud. The, the, um, the drilling process is that you pump uh, a fluid called, we call it mud, but it's a, a chemical um, fluid and you pump it down the well and it comes out at the bit, it brings all the rock chippings back to surface and that's the major part of a mudlogger's job. They collect the samples and they also collect all the engineering data that's happening around the rig and um, you work in, an, uh, in a laboratory which is inside a container it's containerized offshore and um, you catch the samples and you record the data and you monitor all of the um, the engineering that's going on on the rig and you create a document which, which details everything that's just happening on the rig. Um, I mudlogged for quite some time, I think it was about three years and then I was asked by a company to um, become a well site geologist on one of their wells which i did and the well site geologist also works um, on the rig they supervise the mud loggers and the data engineers and all the other geological uh, specialists that are on the rig and they communicate back to the operations geologist back in town um, the well site geologist gathers all the data together from all of the various specialists and then makes decisions on the progress of the well, based on what they see, the communication back to the operations geologist is done. Um, I moved into operations geology, so it's a, it's a natural progression of um, a career progression through those those different jobs, and I ended up as a, an operations geologist about twenty years ago, and I've continued in that ever since. Um, the operations geologist works before the well has ever started, they work to plan the well with onshore geoscientists and engineers. And then when the well is being drilled, they go into the execute phase and they work with the people actually at the well site on the installations.
4: I see. So it's true to say that working on these rigs, you were frequently the only woman there. So I, I just wonder what it's like living in close quarters with, men out for an extended period of time
11: it's uh, it, it has to be the best of times and the worst of times i've um i've made some fantastic friends that have become lifelong friends from from meeting them on the rigs and uh, i've also had to work with people who really i would have preferred to have crossed the road to avoid but you must under those circumstances you must actually make sure that you treat everybody the same and with respect, and um, try and do the best job you can. It is very difficult. It's it's a difficult world where you leave your home, go to work, you stay there for a number of weeks. You not only have to work with these people, you have to socialise with them, you eat with them, you um, you spend all of your all of your time with them, and then sometimes you have to go and share a room with them as well. Yeah. And, uh, and sleep in the same dormitory as them. So it it is very difficult. And people from all different walks of life with all very different characters and all very different um, styles of living and morality and values. And you just have to make sure that you get on with everybody. Yeah. So what would be
4: some advice if you had to give advice to women seeking careers in a male-dominated industry, what would, you, what would you say?
11: Well, I think the first thing for me was always that I just had to be myself. If you are going to pretend to be somebody else, you've got about 35, 40 years to, to keep up that pretense, and it's a hard job. Um, from my experience, I would say that you should never try to be one of the boys because you're not, and not to be a shrinking violet either. You just have to be yourself, have a good sense of humour, humor, be inclusive. You, you've got to um, work hard. You've got to be professional at all times. You've got to be prepared to be purposeful. And you do sometimes have to stand your ground. You need to earn your respect. In those sort of situations, people are, are watching and judging and it's very hard when you're in those circumstances, when you are very alone, to actually maintain that sense of um, purpose and dignity. Um, for me, I would say to anybody starting that once, you're, once you start in, in your work, you have to remember that it's a real double-edged sword. You have very much heightened visibility, which can be a good thing. But associated with that, you've got to be good at what you do. Because if you have heightened visibility, people can see very quickly whether or not they would say that you were good or indifferent or possibly worse at your job but that 's something that you can actually take and, and use as a a, a, big, um, a big benefit um, i 've always had two rules whenever i 've been uh, working on the rigs, and i 've always stuck by them and the women who i 've trained to go and do the same job as me and to do the same job actually offshore, is that um, two rules. One, you don't put your underwear in the laundry and two, you don't eat a banana in front of anybody. (laughs) Good advice, I would
4: think. (laughs) Thank you, Christine. Thank you very much for being our guest today. And um, good luck with uh, the rest of your career. You're busy teaching, I understand,
11: these days. Yes. that's right yes i think when you get to a certain age people just want to know what you know so a lot of my time now is mentoring and coaching and um and and uh, lecturing okay thank it's been a pleasure thank you
4: very much
0: okay and you too bye 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 okay so do we have a couple of people that would like to give a short feedback brian a very interesting
1: interview which we listen to, I think, Uh, sounds like a very courageous lady. And um, I think you always get insights from uh, people's lives, uh, especially if they have meaningful lives. And you can apply that, I guess, to to your own life. Uh, I'm a man, she's a lady, but I can understand where she's she's coming from. And uh, I think, uh, like I said, I, I can learn a lot from it. I'm sure most of you feel the same way and so it's very enjoyable for me to to come here to listen to be part of the group and uh, I hope someday I'll be able to contribute in my own small way. Thank you.
2: Um, I want to say I did a lot of work on the oil patch. Uh, I've been on a hundred rigs, at least a hundred rigs everywhere in the U.S. and and Canada and uh, I never met a woman, not one. So I'm sorry I didn't get to meet our, our interviewee because she sounds like a delightful person. And uh, they wouldn't let me on the sour gas wells but because uh, of the beard. So uh, yeah, that was a really interesting, really interesting. I want to thank you, Sylvie, for braving
0: using the zoom technology and the questions that you ask i thought it it, it revealed quite a bit about her life and give some guidelines for someone that might want to explore that atypical occupation
4: thank you she's quite a woman she is um, quite remarkable
0: And so what she did is is an example of one of the categories that we were looking for, or that people said they wanted to do uh, as podcasters, and it's called Lifeline Interviews. We are, 411 Center is gonna be one of the places that's uh, collecting a a repository of interviews about people. So it could be someone that you like, someone that you admire, someone that you think uh, just made a contribution to life that you too might pick and want to do an interview uh, about. Um, I'm going to say uh, that if, if there are people that are particularly interested in doing an interview, you could put it in the chat, chat box. We're going to, before the end of uh, today, bring up four topics that people or four areas that people have said that they were interested in doing and ask people who are interested in them because, as I said last week, This whole group, different people in small groups will have a mentor that will be working with them on developing their presentations. As we go into July, each week we'll have a particular main theme, like health, housing, um, mental health, some of the other areas people have mentioned. And so uh, Adele, Robin, I will be working with two or three people that have for that area said that they wanted to do something. I'll be working, for example, with, uh, oh, they're cutting down trees or doing something noisy on my street, I'm sorry. Um, so that's something we'll ask you, to, you know, to put in the chat box and maybe even by show of hands, so that as we go into this week, uh, they will be calling you and doing a small group talk so that, uh, this is, as a uh, director, Leslie, frequently says, it's a senior-led program. So people won't be telling you what to do, but there are uh, people that are interested that they want to do something on health. We have uh, Emily, uh, Judith, a few other people that aren't on today that want to work, uh, Gail, that want to work on health topics and that have that as their, their background. Um, both Chris and Pat have talked about stories that have been done by other members of Quirky that they want to bring forth. Uh, So we'll have a mentor working with you on the stories. Uh, Again, with the poets, poetry, pretty much at every session, we will have a couple of poems, and the poems may be related to what the theme is. So if the theme is emotional health, there might be poetry related to that. But that's what we're working toward. Uh, Also, each week there's going to be a clinic, and that clinic, regardless of what topic you are working on, you will be entitled to go to. There's no fee for the clinic, but at the same time, it's not... it's not something that may be, you know, repeated again and again. It'll it'll happen that week. And if you're able to get on it, then it'll be on. So this Wednesday at 10am, there's going to be a clinic around um, the sound and headsets and people who are wanting to do an interview. And uh, Jesse, who is the public affairs director at CJSF and who trains volunteers around uh, short interviews called streeters, is going to be doing that clinic. So it'll be the same number that you dial in to get into the show, it's just that you would dial it in at 10 o'clock this Wednesday. And other weeks we'll have other clinics, but because other people have had sometimes challenges with their sound, uh, it'll be interactive. So seeing things that you do, you know, whether it's good, better, worse. Does this make it better? Does this make it worse? Uh, Is it better with your headphones on or off? And even some of the kinds of leading questions that you can ask when you only have a short time to do an interview. Okay, so now the another thing that we're looking at is another step in uh, technology which is a video. Uh, Sometimes people in the group may be involved in uh, making videos. Adele uh, a couple of weeks ago her picture's not up, but you see her name down there. She's with us. She is a filmmaker and has made films. Uh, the people within Quirky work together to make a film. So, Pat, I'm going to ask you to tell a little bit about this uh, video we're going to see.
5: Okay, so this video, um, it's amateurish. It was done um, on Zoom by all of the by many of the Quirky members. I was thinking there was another video too that was done a few years ago, which was done professionally. So that would have been maybe I can see it at another point. Um, it, it focuses different. So this was uh, this was put together by us for uh, the Inter- Idaho, which is the International Day. Oh boy, it's really noisy outside my, my place. Uh, International Day uh, against um, homophobia and transphobia, and. Um, there was uh, the whole thing was done virtually, of course, because we could. It's usually forget when it is, April or May, but anyway, it couldn't happen. It's usually a big breakfast, and it's a fundraiser for a community, which is the uh, the LGBT um, community center down on Dave, uh, right off of Davy Street. So uh, I'm not really sure um, how long this is, um, Luke. Do you know? Did you know how long the video is?
9: Yeah, it's about three and a half
5: minutes. Oh, okay, good. I was afraid it might be too long because I know we had what we did. We also, did we have a um, uh, that video, the one that I just mentioned, that was done a few years ago professionally, and another a PowerPoint that has music over, and that's all been put together as one entry into um, Surrey. Surrey Pride will be having a virtual Pride on June twenty, June twenty seventh, and we're part of that. So, if anyone's interested in that, you can Google Surrey Pride. And um, so there'll be a lot more than just us, of course. So anyway, yeah, all right. So this is, this is something that we did, uh, and uh, it was presented at, at uh, IHOT Day.
10: Hello, everyone. Hello,
6: everyone. We are QUIRKY. QUIRKY stands for Queer Imaging and Writing Collective for Elders.
10: Thank you for inviting us to this event. Quirky is the group of 22 LGBTQA2S plus elders. We've been meeting every week for the last 14 years. We're old
6: queer activists and artists who share our stories in writing, images, performances, and political action. Even with COVID-19, we feel privileged to be able to continue to meet weekly. Besides being an uh, artistic outlet, Quirky is an important social support network. We look out for each other and we check in on each other.
10: We've learned over the years that we have to stand together and we have to speak out for our rights we grew up in a time when we didn't have the same civil or political rights as everyone else we fought to demand a rightful place in our society for women people of color and queers including lesbian gay bisexual transgender two-spirit asexual and those who have yet to make up their minds make no mistake
6: there's still work to be done. In many parts of the world, queer people have no rights and can be imprisoned or killed. Despite promises that government oppression will never happen again, governments change, and we've seen other countries backslide on LGBTQ rights. And there are always new challenges. Elder Queer' voices and experiences must be part of the discussions and decisions on these issues. We will continue to stand together. We won't give up.
10: And speaking of standing together, Quirky has a brand new anthology that we published this spring. It's called Together We Stand, Queer Elders Speak Out. We tell stories from our experiences
6: through memoir, comics, poems and plays. Some are tender, some are difficult, some poignant, and many are funny. You can get Together We Stand Queer Elders Speak Out in print or as an ebook. Just order from your favorite bookstore or online or wherever you get ebooks. Search for Together We Stand Queer Elders Speak Out and watch for further launch events.
10: For more information on Quirky, contact Britannia Community Center. So long for now. We are Quirky.
6: Together
10: we stand.
2: Wow, that
0: was wonderful. Comments?
2: (laughs) How many members are uh, part of Quirky?
5: Well, we we say we have a, a, a well. Someone mentioned in in that video, 22. Um, we have 25 is our max. We have some some that are members that don't haven't shown up when we used to meet in person, but uh, yeah, we have about I would say between 20 22 uh, active active members.
2: Yeah. Do you guys engage with uh, younger? LGBTQ. Yeah,
5: one of the things that we did was, um, and, and it's still ongoing, although not so much right now, there was a group out in Surrey uh, called um, uh, Youth for a Change, and it was started by Jen Marchbank, who is a um, uh, SFU prof, and uh, and she's in gender studies, and her kids were in, in, together in Youth for a Change, and so we collaborated with them and we've done presentations when we did the uh, the the queer elder abuse project we traveled all around the province there were some of the youth that traveled with us and they were part of the videos that we also produced for the for that subject and uh yeah we're still in touch with them and we've we've um, we've done done quite a few things
2: yes
0: robin <laughs> you're smiling do you have a thought
5: It's because uh, it's, now we meet every week, and in our group, we have uh, people doing different things like right, Some of us are working on a play, which will probably be go online as, you know, on Zoom. And it's all about when Trudeau gave the apology to, to the LGBT uh, community, so it, that, that's, that's the theme. There's another group who are working on uh, graphic novels, another group who are working on fiction, and uh, that, oh, we're working on a, a zine. Well, we're actually getting money to do that, um, and people can, are going to be contributing. Contributing, LGBT elders on what COVID, and the theme will be on COVID 19. So um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. It's it's almost too much. Very time consuming. <laughs>
9: Uh, I I, I turned my mic on uh, when when Charlotte asked and I I think I've been smiling ever since I listened to Sylvie's interview and and has have taken me right through to to that that short video of uh, of quirky I I think in both pieces. I just love the storytelling uh, aspect of it and how you know in the in the video uh, with all of the different voices chiming in and, and the chorus that it created um, just yeah I loved it. It was, yeah. it was great.
5: Well we, we we organized the whole thing on a zoom on zoom meetings like over and over and over again and then to, and then when we did this action, action filming we did it went through it about four or five times before people felt comfortable enough with it. Like I say, it's it's definitely uh, amateur, but it, but it was fun doing it, and it didn't turn out too badly.
0: That was very engaging. I mean, it gives ideas of, you know, when we're talking about small groups making presentations on topics, that that's a, a, you yeah. know, a way that they can explore doing something like that with Zoom.
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well some of the people in, in 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 Quirky like um have had background in theater or in writing and stuff like that. And that, that always helps when we're you know, engaging in a new project. Makes a difference.
9: One of the hard things I find just personally and others might find this true too, is especially when there's so many tiles of of faces and um I wanna I wanna know who I need to pay attention to, um, who's speaking. And um, I don't know if if when this group um, considers maybe, um, you know, putting out a video, if there's a way that we can think of being able to identify easily who's got the microphone, you know, whether that's a, a, a piece of colored paper that we hold up or if if we can frame that somehow, Um, because I was really trying to focus on who who am I looking at that that's talking I want to I want to look them in the eye so to speak you know as much as you can on zoom Um, and it it felt tricky I was looking around to see who who that was
5: yeah it's true and it's a time lag too and sometimes you can't even see the mouse going so it's it's hard yeah
0: Yeah, well, you know, as we're going to be doing clinics, that might be one of the things we can get someone to have, uh, you know, do a clinic on. Because the clinic will be interactive where we try and just see, you know, what happens if we do this, we do it like this, do it like that.
8: Uh, Gail? Yeah, what we've done at uh, Quaker Meeting is is your hands, wave. Mm
2: -hmm.
8: And then we've got, you know, uh, templates of 25, 30 people and the uh host, but it's a hard job to figure out who's waving and when, so any kind of those signals uh, work something wrong with my chat button because I wanted to tell you that uh I'm to um that I know what I'm doing um uh, that uh, I'm ready to and I found my record button here, <laughs> and then I'm ready to um. Too, and it's a, a combo. Uh, uh, it's a combination of um, how spirituality uh, contributes to mental health um, in your profession. And, and he's an electrical engineer, uh, and so it's very scientific. He's a real nerd, but he sees spirituality in, in the midst of the nerdiness. Interesting guy. We've been pals for thirty years, so yeah. So So, I'd like to contribute that
0: if you folks are interested in that. So if you put that that's a type of interview, I mean, I'm going to be identifying people who want to do interviews, you know, just as their activity. Uh, And so if that's something that you're interested in, you could just, you know, put it in the chat. Yeah,
8: yeah. And I did put it in the chat, but I don't know if you can read it because my chat's... I tried to put it in the chat but it's not working <laughs> well you can send me an email as well well we're going into
0: close to the end of the hour so i um i had a poem to share but i don't know whether anyone else bought a poem to, to share since these were our two main featured things i didn't ask any of our poets to uh write or bring anything but
3: um can I just say, I, I have to go, but can I just say a couple st- really quickly before I go? Certainly. Okay, one is starting the next Monday, 4-11 is starting our income tax clinic. So if you're a low-income senior, you can go there Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., hand in your income your income tax and a volunteer will will do it. And I think that's really important because, you know, And as well, seniors um, who are on the old age security are going to get an additional $300 from the government as a COVID-19 and if you get old age security and a guaranteed income supplement, it will be $500 and that should come to us in the week of July the 6th. So those are my announcements. Okay,
0: and thank you for the guests you're bringing next week. And if uh, people send me other questions, I'll email them to you.
3: Could,
5: could I ask something? Is the OAS just going to automatically go into, be uh, de- 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 deposited into your bank account?
3: It's supposed, to, you don't have to apply for it. I don't know if you're going to get a check or it's going to be automatically in your bank account, but you're going to automatically get it. You have to, you have to apply for it though no you do not sorry okay
5: okay
3: you do not have to apply for it as long as you are getting the old age security you are you are getting it okay i
2: i i've checked it out and in fact it gets deposited automatically if you get online deposits so and charlotte if you like i have a poem uh and it's very short and it's actually um i'm i'm happy to see robin here because i want to read this poem to her okay did she just disappear or no she's there not on my oh yes okay hi robin i took your advice i have uh i have a word program that i can uh call up as beside that and it sits beside so i have a uh, i have a poem called erasure the butterfly cannot see the beauty of its wings but in the hologram that is the mind of god every detail is captured to perfection every word ever spoken every word ever written every thought however brief every emotion ever raised are added to the infinite capacity of this universe to remember. Every moment of every day that exists is a part of the space-time continuum that our knowledge comprehends so very little of. Erasure is what existed can never be. The poem once written can be altered, but however brief the moment If it ever was, it still is. All is energy and energy exists without closure. The decay of now is captured in the uh, barmatsuma never erased. Every joy, every regret, every life, every poem persists without end and the ceaseless eyes of our soul captures the data of our existence to post it on the wall of the black hole we call the universe. Thank you. Lovely,
0: placed <laughs> it on the black hole. of the, I love that imagery. <laughs>
10: yeah that was really nice i like the first line the butterfly cannot see the beauty of its
2: wings i love writing poetry
0: okay uh this weekend is both juneteenth weekend and it's father's day and so i'm going to share a poem that i wrote as a juneteenth father's day poem Uh, and I did it on the radio in LA a a few years ago, and someone came to the station and wanted to buy the poem. Thank God for fathers. Thank you for the fathers who have followed your word in fathering children and nurturing them with love. Those who have invited you into their relationships, who have modeled your covenant in their family covenant. Thank you, God, for the fathers who braved it and endured the whip are the whip-like conditions of various workplaces, to put fruit in refrigerators, beans in pots, assure meat and bread on tables. Thank you for those who aren't too proud to serve delicacies to their families and friends. Thank you, God, for our men who've been so misunderstood, who media have scraped, sniped, and discouraged for their courage to own their own images, to reclaim their heritage, to master sports and sport top academic honors, to build careers and own businesses, to stand on point and bring up the rear, to wash little hands and mend broken hearts. Thank you, God, for those men who lavishly give fatherly care on children not their own, who have the courage and patience to deal with sour attitudes, hot tempers, and terrible tongues. Thank you, God, for those who step up to the plate as coaches, mentors, teachers, and friends who have the discipline to dry little girls and women's tears without twisting their lives. Thank you, God, for the fathers who seek your face and presence within, who invite you to walk with them, who invite you to talk with them, who invite you to sing with them, who invite you to work and mend with them, who invite you to teach with them who invite you to preach with them, who invite you to be their father and friend. Thank you, God, for fathers, and thank you especially for the fathers, grandfathers, sons, uncles, brothers, cousins, pastors, and friends you sent to share fatherly love with me. And that's my sister C.
2: Yes, 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 thumbs up on that.
10: Thank you, Charlotte, that was very nice.
2: So
0: thank you for the fathers and people playing fatherly-like roles in our lives that are on the line, are airwaves today. And so that brings us to the end of another podcast. But what I have said is uh, I ask people, uh, we have some notes that people have sent, but people that are on the line today, uh, who are the people that are most interested in doing or want to make the first story that they might work on doing presentation that they work on with the group to make health. People that are interested in, in doing a health story. I know we have Emily Sue, another Elaine who called, and um, poser Judith. Judith, are you still interested in health? You sent me some notes and things at one point. Is that an area that you're interested in working with a small group on a presentation route? Judith, are you there? She might be away from, yeah. You have to unmute think, yourself. Okay. Yeah, I think,
7: thank you. So I have, I'm overwhelmed by the Feldenkrais um, project and Christ summit that I went to it's so much information and I was laboring under misconceptions and um I'm just getting clear of them I don't know how much or how valuable my contribution would be and I hate to do a disservice by not doing a a more thorough um
0: presentation well it In these small groups, the weight won't be on any one person. Uh, The mentor working with the health group will just get the ideas that want to bring forth and then come into uh, a design of a segment that would be done. So it's not like a whole lot that would be on any one person, but just how you would work together to make a a segment uh, on health.
7: Thank you, Charlotte, for the explanation. That sounds very appealing.
2: Okay. Um, Charlotte, I have a a question, and that is that uh, I'm working on the idea of using um, a prayer group uh, as a healing modality, and it uses the principle that we are all connected to the field, and uh, I wouldn't mind talking a little bit about that. I'm, uh, I'm in need of Seven other people who would like to uh, get together as a, as a healing modality for friends, family and even people we don't know so uh, I'm open to that, but we can talk about that later if you like
0: okay and then do you need if there were if that were going to be like a segment within our podcast would you need seven people or would what you do and present there be a way of helping to gather build to
2: the seven no what i'm looking at is just doing a little presentation about this mo this healing modality and uh, and uh, talk a little bit about the woman that has uh, that has uh, written a book called uh, the power of eight and she's also written another book called the field and uh, and i would just talk about that as a healing modality and 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 uh, to put together a healing group uh, 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 would be e- either here in my library we have a library in our build- building so Uh, that's a possibility but it's just the idea that that uh, I mean the Buddha wrote it 2600 years ago with our thoughts we make the world and uh, that includes health so okay so I think there would probably be some other people that you know what
0: that uh, would be interested in that so we can note that Um, some people have mentioned uh, housing as an issue and some have int- mentioned uh, the idea of urban gardening. Is there a particular or, or what, May I ask you, rather than speaking about people who aren't here now, um, Gail is interested in interviews. Um, Jenny, did you have a particular area that you're interested in or passionate about uh, seeing a presentation done? or maybe working with a small group of a couple of other people to develop a presentation? Me? me? Yes.
4: Yes, I'll be interested in health.
0: Okay.
4: I presented a story at 411 before,
0: and maybe um, I can can do something with that. Okay. And I think, I know in the uh, contact list I have your... um, Email, but I'm not sure that we have your phone number. So maybe you could just send me an email that have both, so that the uh, okay uh, we could get in touch with you. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Leslie, did you have a particular area?
10: Um, well, I'm really interested in mental health uh, because it's touched me personally. Um, I don't know whether I'd be able to, to do any presentation on it, but it's certainly an issue I'd be interested in hearing perhaps and asking questions about, um, particularly, um, and again, with the way it intersects with homelessness and the fact that, you know, there seems to be help for families and for, you know, single mums, but, uh, single men with mental health issues seem to fall through the cracks.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay maybe mental health we might do as a separate area from health Mm -hmm. because there's so many issues related to mental health Mm -hmm. and there is a program that uh whoever owns the bus services something mountain little mountain 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 -Mountain Mountain. and and the bus just don't fit together in my Mm -hmm. brain but i know that they have uh employed some people as advocates, so they've taken some people mm. who already work there, but they've given them special training as advocates, so maybe we could get a person with that connected mm. with you. Um, okay, and Sylvie, were you interested in doing more interviews, or was there another, you know, just scope area that you're interested in?
4: Um, I. So you're particularly interested in sort of life story interviews, or creative Um, pieces like fiction or um, I I have uh, been writing um, just sort of like essay type uh, pieces maybe op ed things I don't know if you'd have a place for that for example we I the the whole um, idea of what to call ourselves we've talked Mm about about that a couple of times um, and I think we've kind of chosen seniors although i don't think that's necessarily the best word so i've done a little sort of it's a light-hearted short thing about that so i'm i'm just not quite is that something that perhaps i could do more of those kind of essay type things or documentary type things or
0: no yes that that along with uh, interviews there's I don't, there's one person, and we're working one by one. There's still some people having challenges with getting onto Zoom. Brian climbed that mountain this week, and is go, is on. And so there are other people. There's someone that really uh, wanted to do interviews with uh, centenarians and what they bring uh, to the table as a kind of interview. But uh, yes, we could talk further about uh, yeah. I, essays I think that some was- creative work.
4: Yeah, that, I, I think, and that was initially, um, I think it was Alice who was talking about doing that interview. So I think that the what's in a name thing was all around that, you know, like aging and, and that kind of thing. So that right. might work together if, if Alice is available to to do her interview still, right?
0: Yes, we just have to work with, um, like I said, there are a few people that... We still are working to getting challenged. So we're getting uh, there's a now that the four one one center is open, Oscar at the four one one center does uh, people can make one on one appointments with people. So he has helped some people with the computer. Um, so I believe yes, we'll be able to get you know in touch with her and help people bridge whatever the problem is, because there's no time soon forecast for when we'll be able to go back in and meet, but uh, one thing that I asked Leslie uh, for example, if a person's problem with the sound just happens to be something with their their unit or their apartment, whether we could have a person come to one on one and use a computer there just to do the zoom, but do it in an area where there isn't, um, you know, noise or interference from things that are disrupting your sound. Um, Luke is waiting for whoever gives the clearance for spaces like uh, Podstream for people to be able to come in. He uh, doesn't. You don't know yet when people would
2: be able to use Podstream. Um, like we could realistically start that up anytime, but. I'd like to be in sync with 411 in terms of uh, what the policies are and cleaning procedures and that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: It's right now just more of a last resort. If a person isn't able to get good sound using um, Zoom in their home environment, That maybe that one person could come. But it's not set up like for the small groups to come there and work. Small groups, if Robin is, uh, or Dale, when they're working with a small group, they would probably do just an independent Zoom with you so that the three or four people could see each other and work together through their ideas. Um, but There isn't a way set up now for three people to come into the 411 Center, but just We're working as an alternative, you know That if it just can't solve a problem with the sound in someone's home Then that one person could come over and use their computer or one of our laptops at 411 to do their zoom Okay, does anyone have any questions the final closing comments Adele are you there?
10: Um, She's muted, so if she says something, you won't hear her.
9: Hey guys, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Hi Adele. Hello. I've just been listening to you guys. Some really cool, uh, in-depth, con- uh, what's it called, The little interviews you did there, guys. I'm proud of you. I really enjoyed it. I never thought to really ask a question to somebody who would worked in the oil industry either. So that was really um, informative. So thank you so much for that.
8: Hi Adele. I finally Hello. myself. I need to bid you adieu
0: Um, Yeah, we're all saying adieu So let's say (laughs) Adieu (laughs) Adieu, adieu. Yes, adieu adieu. (laughs) We'll see you again uh, Charlotte, so uh,
8: you have a bill Send your details All right. right. thank you Bye everybody
0: Thanks, Charlotte Thank you so much
7: Goodbye everybody Bye bye Bye, Bye -bye. Bye -bye. thanks, Charlotte
2: See you Bye Adele,
7: bye Adele. Bye Adele, bye Sean.
8: Bye Neil. Bye, bye Ryan.
2: Adele, you'll be, be, be well.